Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. Here's a quick announcement. Our August heart-centered and passion-driven inspiration for better living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is currently available at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. August's theme is wrapping up summer with a high note. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO of your family. So please go to inspirationsforbetterliving.com to treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As for our radio show today, my guests are from Arizona, and they are Sheila and Marcus Gillette. Sheila and Marcus are co-founders of Theo Group, an organization dedicated to sharing the wisdom teachings of the 12 archangels collectively known as Theo. Speaking directly to Sheila, Theo guides humanity's shift to a higher state of consciousness. For over the last 25 years, Sheila and Marcus have empowered and educated thousands of people worldwide through intimate conversations with Theo. Sheila has been in direct, a direct voice medium for Theo, a collective for 12 archangels since her near-death experience in 1969. Sheila and Marcus host the popular web series, Ask Theo Life. They also share Theo's wisdom through public Theo experiences television and radio appearances worldwide, and in live and online mentoring programs. They co-authored The Soul Truth, a guide to inner peace, and Sheila is the author of her first groundbreaking book, The Fifth Dimension, Channels to a New Reality. Sheila and Marcus are also featured expert contributors to our September's edition of Inspiration for Better Living Digital Magazine with the theme, Fall, A Wonderful Time to Reset, with their insightful and empowering stories in our Nana and Papa's Wisdom section. The magazine will go live later this afternoon at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. As for our kitchen table conversation this morning, Sheila Marcus and I will be talking about their remarkable life's journey and their latest book, The Art of Relationship, Angelic Insights for Creating Soulful Human Connections. A very good morning to Sheila and Marcus. Happy Wednesday and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you two doing today? We're doing very well, Johnny. It's great to be with you and with your listeners, and thank you for having us. It's, yeah, it's great to be here, Johnny. Thank you for inviting us on. We've been looking forward to this. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It is a pleasure to have both of you with me. The Art of Relationship is an insightful and beautiful spiritual read. It is extremely engaging and informative. The book offers a unique synergy between our 3D world and the angelic realm to help us live our best selves. So congratulations on its release. 
Well, thank, thank you. you very much. We're very proud of it, and we think it will uh, be a go-to book for all of us as uh-huh. we navigate our relationships. Wonderful, wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you two a little better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And by the way, we do have the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I was born in Colorado, and I lived my life in Colorado, and I and had decided that I wanted to be a mother early in my life, very young, and I began that process, had two children, and then in 1969, in the birth of my youngest child, I had a near-death experience. I had pulmonary embolism, and I was in intensive care. My lungs were non-functional, and I just said, hey, God, give me a job. I'll do anything, and that was the catalyst for my opening up to doing this spiritual work that I do with Theo. And at that time, I was uh, called a a trance direct voice medium. Mm -hmm. Now we call it channeling. And so Mm -hmm. I've been doing that work for over five decades. Marcus? Yeah, and, and my uh, my story's not quite as dramatic, Johnny. I, I grew up in <laughs> Michigan. I did not have a near-death experience, but I think my uh, my awakening, if you will, began in mm-hmm. my teen years when I started having out-of-body experiences, which was really confusing and even scary to me because of how I'd been raised in a uh, in a in a religious upbringing, and so it was confusing. And then as I got into my mid-thirties. And had some life experiences, and that oftentimes seems to be about the time that we begin to kind of ask maybe more highly calibrated questions. You know, mm-hmm. I I, uh, I went through um, went through a divorce, went through some some you know just some all the stuff that many people go through, and we uh, I, I started asking myself different questions. Like, you know, who am I? You know, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Where am I going? You know, the big <laughs> the big question. Right. And right. I became and, and interestingly. You know, this is, uh, gosh, uh, you know, about maybe six, seven years before I met Sheila. Uh, one of the one of the topics I was most interested in was near death experiences, and so I, I really got into reading a lot about from Raymond Moody and Daniel Brinkley and a number of chroniclers, Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who later became a good friend of ours, uh, and was just fascinated with the afterlife, what happens when we die you know, what's, what's it all about basically. And, uh, mm-hmm. started to get some answers and, and then a big piece of it was filled in for me in 1995. I read a book, I was given a book, which we write about in our new book, the story of this book being delivered to me literally, uh, by a mutual friend of, of, uh, Sheila's and, and ultimately a friend of mine who, um, through a series of synchronistic events ended up giving me the fifth dimension Channels mm-hmm. to a New Reality, which was Sheila's first book. And that book, this was two years before I met Sheila, that book just changed my life. And it was, uh, it was remarkable. Kind of, and, and this was, I had been listening to channeled material and, you know, seeking. I, I, you know, I taught myself to be, uh, you know, very much a seeker and a little bit alone on my own personal journey. And then uh, I, I, I got Sheila's first book, and that kind of opened up a whole new world for me as well. And then two years later, we met. 
1997, and then all kinds of really cool kind of magical <laughs> stuff started happening between the two of us, which we, as you know, you've got a, a yeah. copy of that story. And, uh, and, and here we are, you know, um, gosh, 25 years later now. <laughs> uh, we we're just uh, delighted, to, you know, to be sharing Theo's teachings with the world and seeing the Im- the impact and the transformation yeah. that's been taking place. Because, you know, there's 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 a lot going on in our planet, and Theo's teachings are all about being, uh, you know, super soul centered, that calm, mm-hmm. knowing life is happening for us, not to us. You know, just really getting into that deep space of of comfort in the physical body, you know, and connectedness spiritually. Right. Right. It's beautiful, though. My experience with, uh, I guess, one would call channeling and so forth, uh, Sheila, was uh, when I was growing up in Malaysia, one of my aunts was a channeler. And it was like uh, by accident. And, and of course, in Asia, they're a little bit more spiritual, I would say respectfully, from that perspective, or at least exhibit spirituality much more profoundly since way back then, so to speak. <laughs> and sure. what my understanding was as a young person, the spirit chose her to share those uh, divine thoughts. The, you know, when I had my near-death experience, mm-hmm. and, I, and I was in the hospital for I, I really believe I had a miraculous healing. Yeah, yeah. Jesus was standing at the end of my bed and I like I said, I couldn't breathe. My lungs were non functional. Mm-hmm. And I just said, Hey God, give me a job. And when I focused at the end of my bed, Jesus was standing there and in my inner mind I heard Remember my child, you are loved by a very mm-hmm. distinct male voice and at that point I feel like my crown had opened up and that I likened it to warm honey because it just felt like this seeping warmth went through internally in my body and when it went through the my trunk of my body it felt as if I could take a deep breath yeah and then I and this was a time my family was being prepared that I would not live through the day Mm-hmm. Now, I just had a, a brand-new baby, and I had two little kids at home, and I was determined to stay on the planet to be their mother. And then I started getting better, and I was in the hospital for a month. My baby came home before I did. My mm-hmm. mother was there. And when I got home, about six months after I was, out of the hospital and strong enough to hold the energy, I had all kinds of psychic phenomena happening to me, through me, internally, externally. I could hear Mm -hmm. uh, clairaudiently messages in my inner mind hearing. I could move objects with my mind. I don't know if I was moving them or spirit was. And then when the angel wanted to talk to me, I would be sitting in a chair and it would physically be shaking and moving. Mm-hmm. So I had some really interesting experiences, as you, as you can imagine, but internally I knew, even though it was a little frightening because it was so unusual, I knew in a solid state where we know no doubtedness yeah. that it was okay. And then the, the angels just kept teaching me on how to do this work. But 
you know, back in 1969, you in in other parts of the world, to your point, where mm-hmm. these spiritual experiences were totally accepted and celebrated and and had an interest here in the United States, people were afraid of them. Right. You know, so it wasn't something I spoke about, mm-hmm. you know, publicly. To people close to me, of course, I did, but you know, I didn't go into public situations and say, guess what I can do, um, <laughs> because it would have been frightening. So over the decades I've been doing this work, I've seen this huge awakening. It's been like waves. Right. To Marcus's point, you know, when he was 30, he began to really seek. And now, you know, it's so commonplace. I mean, we're on your program. You know, this mm-hmm. wasn't happening back then. Right. This wasn't right. openly spoken of, and it's because people are having their own personal experiences, mm-hmm. and they want to know about that, and they want to know, basically, here, they want to know that they're not crazy mm-hmm. having these experiences because they're extraordinary. But this is a time when we're making the extraordinary our ordinary. We're supposed to be getting messages and and getting information and and being directed by our guides and mentors. And, you know, to that saying, ask and it is given. You know, we're not alone here. Our soul is bigger than our bodies, and we're connected. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. That's beautiful. Well, you two, let's talk about how you guys got together. Do you recall the uniquely distinctive magic that you two experienced personally and separately while meeting for the first time? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Marcus, as he he shared with you, Mm -hmm. uh, was given my first book by a mutual friend, someone I had known in Santa Fe, New Mexico, had moved to Arizona, and I was coming from Colorado to give a talk. So I contacted her because she wanted to reconnect. And when I did, she said, oh, there's some people I would like you to meet. And so we agreed to have a glass of wine at the Phoenician Resort here in Phoenix, which is a beautiful place. And I I went with two friends of mine who I was staying with and my mutual friend Donna and her other friend, uh, Marcus's best friend at the time, met us there. And Marcus was the last one to come to the table. But I felt his energy come in the building. Now, I have a lot of phenomenal experiences, so that wasn't unusual to feel energy, but it made me wonder, who is it, where is it, where is that coming from? And I would kind of casually look around. We were sitting out um, on a patio, and I would just casually look around and think, where is this energy coming from? And we were chatting, and Marcus walked up to the table, and I looked up, 
and I realized that's where the energy was coming from because his energy literally took my breath away. We hear all those love songs about you take my breath away. Mm I had never experienced that before up until then. (laughs) And I literally could not breathe. And fortunately, I knew he'd read my book and knew more about me than I did about him. So I was going to say, well, what's your story? And he began (laughs) talking so I could breathe. I was like, thank goodness he'll talk. (laughs) But I'll never forget that. I never experienced anything like that before. (laughs) <laughs> That's fascinating. Fascinating. How about you, Marcus? Well, you know, I always, I always just have such a big smile on my face thinking about that night, Johnny, because, uh, you know, while this is going on with her, I'm clueless, basically, right? I, I show up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the short story which we expand upon in our, in our book is that a couple of yeah. years prior to that, I met a woman in a grocery, I met a woman actually in the parking lot of a grocery store, uh, after saying a quick hi, just you know how you nod to people in the checkout line, and she mm-hmm, left and I left, mm-hmm. and I went back to my car, and, and I ended up getting these this very strong voice, which I had become familiar with by that time, that said, go mm-hmm. give her your business card, and I started arguing with the voice, <laughs> and of course, uh, you typically lose that argument, and I did end up losing the argument. I went and I gave her my my, my business card, and I said, I don't really know why I'm doing this, but I just am being guided to do so. And here's my card. And if you ever are inclined to give me a call, please do. I didn't get her number. I didn't get any contact information, anything like that at all. And a couple, about a week later, actually, she called me and uh, turned out my best friend was in town from uh, that went to university of Arizona with, went to college with uh, that, that weekend. And the three of us got to, got together for dinner. We started talking about spirituality uh, which was the thing I was most interested in at that at that stage of my awakening and, and stepping foot on my spiritual path, as you know, when that happens. And, uh, you know, she gave me Sheila's first book, a series of, of uh, you know, she and my friend ended up living together for four years. So that's another mm-hmm. little sidebar, little, you know, little magic to the story and the synchronicities that happened there. But then I got invited to meet Sheila, and I was there. We were, and and uh, you know I didn't come in with any expectations that this beautiful woman was going to going to have that kind of, uh, of an effect when I showed up there. Needless to say, yeah. and I, so I remained uh, very grateful. I remained very much um, super enjoying the experience of meeting her. I was a fan. I loved her book. I told her that. Shared a little bit with her about my story, and then over the course of that weekend. We, uh, we went to see her channeling Theo. The next night, I had an opportunity, which was really extraordinary, to meet Theo in person in terms of, uh, of an individual private mm-hmm. session. And then we just became good friends, and I became a client. And, you know, I knew something was going on, but I, I wasn't quite sure what. There was a number of – I was raising a, uh, a nine-year-old daughter. I had her half-time, oftentimes more than that. Uh, and, you know, Sheila had raised her family, and it was a big ask to ultimately, you know, like, how are we going to do this? Uh, but then we had the opportunity to go down into the Havasupai Indian Reservation on a five-day camping trip. Now, Johnny, I will say this. I don't know that I would typically recommend a five-day camping trip for what turns out to be someone's <laughs> first date. 
Yeah. Uh, but ours, ours was blessed and magical and a number of experiences happened, uh, which again, we write in detail mm-hmm. about in the book and, and, um, you know, we, you know, five days later we got engaged. I mean, literally that is how our story evolved and it's been just amazing ever since then, really. That's amazing though, because it's, it puts both of you in a position to whereby you experience something phenomenal and, ushers you to walk through that divine sacred owl, you know, in the mind, it's done. And then the earthly aisle of matrimony was just more formality in some ways. <laughs> yeah, it's like it was emerging. You're right. That's exactly right. It's emerging really of heaven and earth. And one of the things that Theo Mm-hmm. Uh, has been teaching us for decades now is that in this fifth dimensional energy that we're in right now, which Sheila's book back in 1988 was just groundbreaking in terms of the fifth dimension mm-hmm. channels to a new reality that was emerging foretold of this time that we're living in right now. And one of the things they've been speaking about is how the veils are thinning between the dimensions. We are energy raising our uh, mm-hmm. personal vibrational frequencies in a way that we can then access these other dimensions, these dimensions that are etheric, but they're just as real as our third dimensional reality is. It's just the ability to, to access and to be able to experience and enjoy those dimensions and the connectivity to the source, to our guides, to our, to our higher self, our soul, and all of the incredible experiences contained within. Right. So true. Very, very true. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teachers Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the August edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. The September edition will go live later this afternoon. My guests for this morning are Sheila and Marcus Gillette. Sheila and Marcus are co-founders of the Theo Group, an organization dedicated to sharing the wisdom teachings of the 12 archangels collectively known as Theo. Speaking directly through Sheila, Theo guides humanity's shift to a higher state of consciousness. For over the last 25 years, Sheila and Marcus have empowered and educated thousands of people worldwide through intimate conversations with Theo. Sheila has been a direct voice medium for Theo, a collective of 12 archangels since the near-death experience in 1969. Our kitchen table conversation is about their remarkable life's journey and their latest book, The Art of Relationship, Angelic Insights for Creating Soulful Human Connections. Well, ladies and gentlemen, why is Theo's wisdom ever more relevant now in our world today? Well, as I said earlier, Johnny, uh, mm-hmm. people are having their own personal experiences and mm-hmm. wanting to know more. And Theo's wisdom is timeless. And it's wisdom of how to live our best life as your listeners are listening to your programs to get information and, and take in new ways of, of, of 
applying these things to their lives to live their best lives. So I would say that Theo's wisdom is relevant to now because we're birthing a new world, a new way of being in the world as human beings, and that connectivity that we have now that is global. And Theo brought forth many decades ago, a process they call the soul integration process. And it's changing lives. And that's part of our mentoring programs that we developed mm-hmm. with Theo of people how to change the limiting beliefs about themselves that are just simply untrue, that we create and we develop these things through situations, circumstances, conditions, challenges, in which we just take opinions of others about us as the truth, or we create something about ourselves that that we are not worthy and we're not enough. And so what we do is, in that process, teach people how to love themselves. Amazing. I think we talk about that every way, and we understand that, but talking actions versus just knowing is two different things, and what you guys are doing is really you know putting things into perspective well we got to act on it. I love the book uh, it's got a lot of examples in it in some ways uh and I mm-hmm. mean not in some ways it's a lot of many ways, and it's just something that it brings. To the forefront for you to think about and apply, and in the end, is about application. Absolutely, you know, it's it's with the opportunity to apply that wisdom, to apply mm-hmm. those lifelong tools that Theo gives us, allows us to do that process and. To really change, you know, if we change our perception about ourselves just a little bit, just like the thermostat in our house, if we change the degree, we change our environment, well, when we change our minds, when we change our perception, when we rewrite the script about who we are, it'll change the trajectory of our lives forever for the better. So true. So true. Well, Marcus, I know you and I as gentlemen, uh, and especially the story that you have told, the conscious shifting of our thought process and so forth. And was your shifting, the shifting of your consciousness gradual or was it sort of a dr- dramatic, I guess, in some ways like what Sheila had experienced? Well, mine wasn't quite as dramatic as Sheila's, Johnny, but you know, I, and I think we all uh, – all of us on this path, you know, there's an awakening typically mm-hmm. moment, uh, an experience, you know, to what Sheila was just talking about. There's an old Sufi saying that we love, and that is that only a fool believes another's word over their experience. So our experience right. doesn't, just be, it doesn't just become our beliefs. It becomes our knowing, right? We have a personal experience of Whatever, however you want to describe divinity of, of, of understanding, you know, who we really are, the process that Sheila's talking about is a process of remembrance. Mm-hmm. So, so it can be, there, there can be significant dramatic awakening moments like Sheila's near-death experience. And, and I know many of your listeners have had those moments that they'll never, ever, ever not be 
present in, frankly. Right. You know, Sheila talks about how her near-death experience could have happened a moment ago, and it could have lasted for a moment or, or, or several hours. It's out of time. So we're experiencing that today, and there's a remembrance uh, in this awakening of who we really are. So the shift of consciousness, which is a great question, Johnny, and it's a difficult one. Everybody's going to have a little different description of it, but it's a personal experience of remembering who we are. And at the core of Theo's teachings, that Sheila was talking about, the soul integration teachings, is it's built on a very simple premise that any thoughts or beliefs that we hold about ourselves that are anything other than unconditionally loving are not true. Mm-hmm. So, it, so if we can embrace that, work with that, own that, which is, which is really, you know, this whole process of loving the self at a level that is, frankly, doesn't have words. You know, it's indescribable. Right. We, we then move into this vibration that Theo's been talking about of becoming a state of being. Not a feeling mm-hmm. or an emotion. It's a it's a walking, waking state of being, of unconditional love. You know what does that mean? What does that feel like? How does that express itself? Well, it's, it, like I said, it's hard to describe. Right. You know, many right. of your listeners and yourself have had moments, or perhaps prolonged moments of that. Maybe we're, you know, moving into that vibration now where you where it totally makes sense what I'm saying, or or not yet. But at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. And and and, and a lot of people who who are mentored by Theo remarked to us a couple of common things come out of, out of a, a lot of people's responses to Theo's teachings. One is that they see us and hold us and speak to us in a, in a, in a, uh, in our highest light, right? In other mm-hmm. words, they see our divinity. They see how sacred we are. They see us as a vibration a vibrating energy of, of unconditional love. Um, and the other is how applicable and, and how simple sometimes these tools can be. Um, and, 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 of course, there's subtleties and layers and nuances and, and, uh, uh, and all that uh, involved in their teachings as well. But they're very practical. They're very down to earth. The soul integration process, people say it sounds like a, a shadow work or inner <laughs> child work of the, of the psychological yeah. models. Or, or it could be you know, perceived as, as in a shamanic traditions as soul retrieval. And it right. is all of that plus. And the plus, which is kind of the, the real, where the magic really occurs in this too, is in the multidimensionality, tapping into the multidimensionality of our soul, of our oversoul, incorporating Johnny into the recognition of previous incarnations in which beliefs were actually adopted that were untrue about ourselves that have carried in and now still reside in the emotional body in this human experience. Right. So there's, that's that no timeness that Theo talks about right. the ability to access those memories without having someone regress us. We can do that ourselves through meditation and awareness and, and contemplation and intention. And so that's, that's kind of the shift that as we see it, it's a personal experience uh, or as we experience it, it's a personal experience uh, of knowing that we're more than our physical bodies and that uh, this is one incredibly blessed stop along the way of the internal journey of the soul. Right. It's fascinating. In reading the book and going through the process, I guess, the first thing that comes to mind is that, and, and this is for everyone, and I'm sure you all uh, agree with this in a way, that the experience is not in the upcoming 
days, weeks, or whatever. Interestingly enough, when we look back in the rearview mirror, a lot of these experiences, we have encountered them, but just didn't realize uh, the significance or the impact or the uh, the magnitude of it. I, for me personally, for example, one of the interesting experience from the uh, third dimension to the fifth dimension, so to speak, was when I was right there with my mom when she passed in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity. I mean, it, it's just an amazing experience, uh, me kissing on her forehead and stroking her hair and telling her it's okay to go. And I knew that as she transit, my personal self, as the book calls Sacred Self, I have this sort of unique experience of that bubble of quiet confidence. All of a sudden, it just happened. And over a period of time since then, as I look at myself, it just happened to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're not talking about arrogance here. It's just a matter of that confidence within oneself. And of course, not to mention in the understanding of the fact that the spirit side of myself, I guess, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's about being centered in self, not being self-centered. Theo calls mm-hmm. it soul-centeredness. And that's that deep level of peace and calm, kind of a perpetual level of joy uh, yeah. and a knowing that, that, oh man, all is well. It doesn't matter what the conditions or circumstances are that appear to be happening around us, but we are fine. We're great. And yeah. that, yeah. you know, we, we, we learn to trust the unfoldment. We learn to trust the opportunities for growth, even the challenges that our soul creates and co-creates with us for our highest learning. And then that yeah. sense that you're talking about, I love that, Johnny, how you, how you put that, that knowing of the sacred self, that remembrance that you're so much more than this physical body like we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's we talk about, and she mentioned about energies and so forth. That's the interesting part of it because it's like all of a sudden it's the 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 light or, in the, I guess, the flame, it's always been there. Now it just got uh, rekindled and in a in a amplified way, and then it never seems to dim, but rather get further amplified and it's just glowing uh, with uh, <laughs> that consistent energy of confidence. You know, that's a be best way that I can express it from that perspective. And so we put out that aura. And, and we don't realize it, but I think people, some sensitive people can detect that. Indeed. Oh, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I like your word confidence. That's mm-hmm. a good descriptive word because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not arrogance at all. It's just a sense of confidence that no matter what challenge you might have in life, you got this. Mm-hmm. You, you've got it. You can uh, work through whatever comes. There's that confidence that you have that knowing. Uh, you know, challenge in life will always happen. That, that's just the curriculum of life to grow us. <laughs> but that mm-hmm. confidence that you've got this, I can do this, um, is, is something that is a self-realization. Right. And 
you know, I, I love that you said when you looked back at yourself. I mean, that the rearview mirror is just where it's at when we're right. realizing how far we've come right. in our, our growth process. And, you know, we're going to continue to grow. That's what life is about. That's what we've come to do, but with ease and grace, not angst. Right. Right. right, and that's important. And you mentioned that in in many ways in the book in itself, because like I say again, we all tend to look at you know uh, uh, the answer is in the future. And I'm not saying that new situations does not have answers in the future, but the bulk of the answers are actually in the rearview mirror. <laughs> we just didn't realize yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you know it's. We're going from, let's say, you know, Theo's teachings take mm-hmm. us from kindergarten to the end of life. I mean, it's just a process of continual expansion, understanding, and growth of the sacred self, um, mm-hmm. of, of we are a soul having a human experience. It's not the other way around. And mm-hmm. Theo teaches us that everything's sacred. Mm-hmm. We don't hang our soul up in the closet when we go to work in the morning. <laughs> you know, everything right. that we do each day is a part of our soul drawing to us those opportunities of growth. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and the, and the beauty of the rearview mirror, Johnny, that you're talking about is the mm-hmm. learning we get from, from just being uh, aware of mm-hmm. what our, our, our past has taught us about our present and that the mm-hmm. answers ultimately that what that leads us to uh, is that is a knowing and a trusting the answers are all within us right now, right now mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Theo's, Theo's teachings are very expansive in this regard with, we, we do programs, uh, spiritual and psychic exploration programs. We have, we have, uh, you know, virtual programs we do online together, live programs. We have a retreat we do, um, mm-hmm. and so on, we, that, that assist people in developing their psychic abilities. Sheila has a reputation internationally for being a real mentor to mentors. You know, she uh, mm-hmm. was Esther mm-hmm. Hicks's mentor in opening up to Abraham back in 1984. She's, she's mentored literally hundreds of thousands of people, many of which uh, whose names you would recognize that uh, they're opening up to their own spiritual abilities. Mm-hmm. And at the core of all that, like I said, it's just the ability to know to be able to close our eyes and ask questions and get answers and, you know, uh, be able to intuit in a way that we can really trust what comes, you know? And, right. uh, and so I think, I think that's kind of a, a large part of the path of, of, of soul integration as a path to self love. It's also a path to self trust. It's also a path mm-hmm. to, uh, to um, uh, a no doubtedness, that occurs right. ultimately. Right. Uh, right. You know, we can ask that question, we could get the answer, and we can trust it, and we can act right. act upon it, basically. Right. Very true. And again, the book talks about the art of relationship, and the beauty of it is just relationship, not necessarily from a romantic perspective, but relationship with all humans. And when you look at that, basically, in you know, we all whether we like it or not. I mean, of course, now it's a big thing. Well, you're judging somebody. Well, what if we like it? now? we all judge, whether it's consciously, subconsciously, or whatever you want to call it. That's the nature. It's natural, right? Because action causes reaction and so forth. 
But if we consciously understand that all of our decisions are governed by two but separate equal forces, that is love or fear, then we have a better understanding. The teachings of Theo allows us to look through the lens of love. And when we look through the lens of love, it's not about us anymore. It's about the other person. It's how can we contribute to them. And that changes the dynamics because that's where it comes back to that the confidence kicked in because I'm operating at my best, for lack of a better term, in terms of that sacred self. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I like? You brought up judgment. Yes, that's natural to our nature. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's human nature. Precisely. However, you know what? What Theo talks about is judgment is usually a reflection of something in us. So oh, sure. that's how we can see it. But how we know if we're judging or just observing is mm-hmm. judgment has an emotional component to it. It's a, there's a charge to it. And observation is neutral. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. no charge on it. It's just, oh, isn't that interesting? You know? <laughs> and, and we get more to the observational place when we're in that soul-centered place of confidence that you speak of. Yeah, and yeah, this of, is the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Marcus. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just going to add that one of, the, one of Theo's favorite questions for us to be asking ourselves, Johnny, is what yeah. would love do? Right. What would love do? And the answer is love would respond with compassion and mm-hmm. non-judgment all right. ways, all the right. time. You right. Know? And, and that's the beauty of it because it's interesting because judgment is looking through the lens of fear because it's something that we have experienced technically, actually, or hearsay or whatever you want to call it. That mm-hmm. it's, we're trying to validate it from that standpoint of view, so we're judging. Observing, on the mm-hmm. other hand, is looking through the lens of love in terms of understanding, hmm, interesting, so curiosity leads the way in terms of wanting to learn. And then how can I contribute to further enhance the situation? You got Absolutely. it, Johnny. You got it down, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's fascinating. So I, I really enjoy that. I, I think, you know, it, it's interesting uh, that, but life is a buffet line. That's the way I, I always tell people. And so when you look at it, food is food. So the question is, I mean, for me personally, and many times I profess I'm not a vegetable uh, lover. So, but I would try something, and I don't go back for seconds. <laughs> but at least I try it. <laughs> but if I do, well, guess analogy. what? <laughs> My plate is awesome. full. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, I think you and I are both learning to love vegetables more and more, Johnny. <laughs> You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the August edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspiration for Better Living digital magazine at inspirationsforbetterliving.com. The September's edition will be going live later on this afternoon. My guests for this morning are Sheila and Marcus Gillette. 
Our kitchen table conversation for this morning is about their remarkable life's journey and their latest book, The Art of Relationship, Angelic Insights for Creating Soulful Human Connection. Sheila, why is sacred separation need to be done honorably? You know, the old paradigm of relationship was based on neediness. You -hmm. know, the woundedness in, in one person is attracted to the woundedness in another, and it's a subconscious thing. If I can fix you, you'll fix me. And mm-hmm. that's an old form of relationship that doesn't work, as we've probably, many of us, have had that experience. So what we do when we're leaving relationships, and this is the old way of being in relationship, is we don't want to feel bad. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel the uncomfortable feelings. So what's acceptable is anger. So we create blame. Blaming, you know, if we could just remember we love this person. We came together with love, and we've learned, but typically what happens when there's a separation is blaming. You did this, Mm -hmm. or you didn't do this for me, or whatever the blame might be to create angst and anger, so we don't have to feel sad or grief about the ending of the relationship. If we can remember the love, then we can honor each other for the gifts of learning that we've got, no matter what they've been. Mm -hmm. Because remember, our soul drew this to us for an opportunity of growth for both individuals. Then we can honor each other. Like Marcus said earlier, when Theo has inspired us to think in terms of what would love do, you know, we would Mm -hmm. treat each other with respect. But the old paradigm has been from need. The new paradigm on the relationship is preferential because we don't have the same kind of lives that we've had in the past, third dimensionally, particularly We as men and women are very capable of doing the things in the life to live the life we want to live. We don't need the other person to to make us whole. That's an inside-out job. That's our responsibility. So then we attract the wholeness or holiness, as Theo says, in the other. Mm -hmm when we come together. But the honorable separation is really honoring what we've gained from each other and honoring the person for being the teacher for us that they've been and us as a teacher for them. Right. So true. One of the interesting things is that in your book, of course, we all have a sense of understanding that a goal, right? Everything we do in life is about achieving a goal. And the idea of relationship, I guess everyone is thinking, well, the goal is happiness. But that's not the goal. So what is the goal? Well, you know, that's, that was – when we put that in the book, so, you know, happiness maybe not being the, the ideal, happiness maybe mm-hmm. not being the goal, 
the reason we included that in the book is, is because Theo's been very clear, and I know we've all experienced happiness being conditional. Something happens right. to us or for <laughs> us, and we feel, we feel good and we're happy, right? Right. So a lot of, a lot of happiness oftentimes is dependent upon something happening to us or, or you know, in, in our outer world. Right. And what, what, what we feel is more important, and that happiness is a derivative of, is becoming soul integrated in a way where our, our, our natural vibrational state is one of joy and one right. of unconditional love. And then mm-hmm. happiness is just an absolute in that, in that frequency, right? It's just a part mm-hmm. of it, but it's not conditional upon anything happening for, that to, for us to feel that way. We already are that way. We, be, we, are, we, we have become that, if that makes any sense, Johnny. So yes. that's kind of – and then, of course, you know, as we, as we continue to you know, move down this path of self-awareness and self-realization, uh, you know, happiness just becomes our natural state. It's not, it's not conditional anymore. Right. Well, that comes to the my next question. Uh, before I ask that, this is interesting mindset. Like, say, you talk about in terms of how we perceive things and our intentions and so forth, right? So uh, let's take a look at an example. My glass is always half full. Well, that sounds good, or you can be bad, actually, right? Because it goes both ways. Because what if I say my glass is always half full because I don't want anything to put to go over the top versus someone who's saying, my glass is always half full because I'm always looking for ideas to top it off. And then someone that comes up and say, my glass is always half empty, say, well, poor you. <laughs> uh, you need a lot. I said, no, I, I have plenty. But says, uh, my glass is always half empty because I'm always in search of some new things to put into it to expand my knowledge. They both dance the same you know, way. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this is a really interesting uh, statement and, and a topic that you brought up. You know, it, it, how, how, um, how we would describe this would be, it's all essentially um, a derivative of how much we love ourselves. So, so by mm-hmm. that I mean that you can be, I mean, certainly, like you, we, we operate with, with, with the glass full, not even half yeah. full, right? I mean, we, we, that, that's just kind of life is happening for us and through us and with us uh, and through us, not to us. So that's a, one of the shifts that we talked about earlier, that life is never happening to us. We don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. We get to do things, right? So right, everything right. we get to do. Um, an example I use is, is, is how much I love doing the dishes. Well, doing the dishes means I just had a great meal that my wife just cooked for us, right? That's mm-hmm. my job. Mm-hmm. I get to do the dishes. Um, you know, it's, so it's just a, it's a, it's a, a vibration of gratitude. It's a state of being of gratitude, right. I guess. And then, from, and then from there, it's not like you, you need anything to happen to be in that state of being because you already are. But that's where then when you talked about confidence earlier and courage and mm-hmm. trust and uh, magic happening and resources and people and, and money and, you know, different at once decisions get made, because Theo talks equates decision to intention. A, a true intention is when you make a decision for something. Right. And yes, there's action required there as well. But mm-hmm. the ability to then move forward, to take those next steps, 
to move towards whatever it is. We, desire is not a bad thing. Desire, mm-hmm. in our opinion, is a beautiful thing. It's beautiful to desire, to have a dream, to have a, 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 something we're creating and bringing out in the world, fulfilling our soul's purpose and our passion. Because really it's about passion, right? Our purpose, Theo will say, is just being here and the learning of emotions. But it's right. developing a passion for something. And, and, and the cool thing about what Theo's teaching us is that they're teaching us on how to love ourselves enough to know that we deserve whatever it is that we desire. We deserve whatever it is that we're being inspired to create or to become in our lives. To play mm-hmm. on a larger stage, if you will. You know, to mm-hmm. play larger ball. Uh, no more small ball, right? It's, it's, it's time right. for many people who have been getting these inspirations and these urges and these desires and passions to do and be and create something to know that they deserve to be able to do that, which leads them to be able to take the steps necessary for the creation of that to come to fruition. So true. Very, very true. When and how does the art of communication dance synergistically with the art of relationship? Well, communication is everything, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What does most relationships in mm-hmm. is people don't tell their truth. Right. They don't speak to each other. You know, it's really easy when you come together in a, a relationship and it's evolving, then to just assume that the other person can read your mind. And you have expectations that you're not talking about. Well, expectations can't be met unless they're voiced. Even if, like with Marcus and I, we read each other's minds or we're running around in each other's heads a lot. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I'll speak something out. And he says, well, I'll just, I was just thinking about that. But it's really unfair to the relationship not to open your mouth and talk. Mm-hmm. Not to to say, I would love this if, you know, or like Marcus will say to me, let's go out to dinner, and he'll name a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I have to say in my previous history, I, if, I would just acquiesce. <laughs> if I didn't like the restaurant, I would go anyway just because I thought I needed to. And I love him, and I, I want to be with him. But all the time I'm there, I'm going, I don't even like this food. Why did I come here? And, you know, and that mind like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm, I'm mad at him because we went to that restaurant, and I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So now I've learned how to say, you know, I love to go out to dinner with you. We always have fun. But that restaurant wouldn't be my first preference. Could we choose something else that we both would enjoy? Mm-hmm. He's not off put or feeling bad. He just threw out a thought, <laughs> an idea, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so I've learned to speak up instead of getting in that weird place mm-hmm. in our relationship. And it's as simple as that. Just speak your truth. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be harsh. You know, I didn't have to say, I really hate that restaurant, and I don't like that, you know, that real (laughs) nasty way. I said, it's not my first preference. How soft is that in landing on his 
his ears to know, I really want to go with him, but I'm not going to make it an issue because I don't like the restaurant. I mean, that's right. just preference, right? That's right. That's right. It makes a big you difference. Know, there's, 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 I was just going to add one thing to this conversation, yeah, yeah. Johnny, and that is that is the power of listening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. We have a, 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 a bit of a, a, a guidepost on this for our, in our relationship and with our team and how we mm-hmm. uh, interact with friends and family. And, and when you listen to Theo talk, and I know we're not going to get into that today, but people can meet Theo, uh, a number of videos on our website and so forth. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to Theo live, whether it be a, a live virtual or live in person, um, when you're speaking with Theo, there's no interruptions, right? So Theo is a stream of consci- consciousness through Sheila that is <clears throat> impeccable in the choice of words and, mm-hmm. and the uh, messaging and the vibration and so forth, and the vibration that comes through her. We don't ever interrupt Theo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't just like interrupt Theo when they're giving you a message. <laughs> and we try to pattern that. And I can't say that we're 100% accurate yeah. or 100% uh, true to this, but we try to pattern that in our own interpersonal communication. What if we could treat each other and listen to each other? I mean, mm-hmm. really listen and not formulate what we're going to say next while before you're finished. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've had to learn this skill as the questioner of Theo for 25 years. <laughs> It's just to be present with the information that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Don't formulate a response because you haven't heard the entirety of what they're going to say to you. How right. can you already have an opinion of what your next response is going to be, right? Right. And then we just allow for a little space. And then, mm-hmm. when, you know, when I'm sure that Theo is done, I'm just using this as, a, as an example. When I'm sure, sure. Theo is done speaking, I'll give it two or three seconds. Sometimes there's three, four, five second pauses then I'll ask my next question or my follow-up or what have you. And if we do that mm-hmm. in our interpersonal relationships, people are going to feel heard. And that's the, the, maybe one of the biggest things about communication in relationships is just not feeling heard. And that creates discord, confusion, resentment, and so forth. Right. And what's interesting is the answer is, remember, it's within us, it's in the rearview mirror. When do we get upset when someone doesn't listen us into existence? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So that's really wonderful. Where can someone go to get more information about YouTube, buy your books, attend your events, and keep up with the latest happenings? Well, it's very simple. It's just it's www.asktheo.com. Ask theo.com and we've got some really cool uh, complimentary theo experiences uh, guided meditations we have an uh, audio program called the big questions Uh, theo answers 44 of life's greatest spiritual mysteries Um, and uh, yeah there's all kinds of fun stuff at our website like i said at theo.com and uh, we would uh, you know obviously welcome uh all of your listeners to come on in and, and uh, just be able to personally have that experience of Theo as our, as our gift to, to them. Uh, and, um, you know, just to begin that engagement and to see how it resonates. Wonderful. And you guys got to get the book. It's really a wonderful book. And certainly, again, 
it's the journey begins, got to begin somewhere. And then it begin with that book in terms of giving you an opportunity to go within introspection and to look at all the things that is happening in your life. What is next for you, both of you? Well, we're always creating, Johnny, and <laughs> certainly we, we have a full program of the art of relationship that we're working on. Uh-huh. So more to come on that, Marcus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we just, you know, our, uh, our passion and our mission, Johnny, is to keep, keep creating experiences, you know, really mm-hmm. is what it's all about for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And meaning that we just are, um, you know, we, we, we have ongoing uh, mentoring programs. We have 12-week programs. We have six-month programs, 12-month programs. We see uh, just amazing transformation and impact, uh, assisting people to, you know, really learn deeply and permanently how to love themselves. Uh, we are, um, gosh, I, you know, like Sheila said, we're creating an online uh, course, a video course for the mm-hmm. art of relationship, which is almost complete. Uh, so that's going to be coming out in the first quarter of 2023. Uh, but I think I, I think we just keep doing what um, has had the greatest impact and the greatest amount of transformation for for those that that find Theo, and that is to just. Uh, create a lot of live experiences. We do a lot of Ask Theo Live complimentary webinars on various topics throughout the year uh, that are very, very well received. We have a membership, which is just a a little minor monthly investment where there's hundreds and hundreds of hours of uh, audio and and, uh, video resources and and teachings from Theo. Um, Yeah, just stay the course. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, as we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Sheila, would you like to start first? I would. And you know, something that we do every morning Mm -hmm. is before we get out of bed, we tell ourselves one thing we're grateful for in our life. It can be more than one. Sometimes we do more than one. And something we're proud of ourselves for. Because we don't do that. We don't acknowledge ourselves for for what we've done, how far we've come. We don't look in the rearview mirror, to your point. And so we start our day in that way, with gratitude and being proud of ourselves. Because... That starts our day on a high point. Mm-hmm. So often we think about the things we have to do and the things we haven't gotten finished yet. And so to start in an uplifted moment makes your day better. So yeah. true. I would, uh, I, would, I would answer that by, by uh, uh, sharing a, a question, an answer to a question I gave Theo, and that is, <laughs> what do you find funny about us? What do you find funny and they said everything. They said how seriously you take yourselves. You know, they say often, Johnny, if you could see yourselves as we see you, there would be no discontent, only joy and love. And so, so my recipe is simple. Find every single opportunity you possibly can something funny about yourself and the situations that you're in. And all of a sudden, any notion of being a victim or any notion of blame or any notion of judgment when you move into that vibration of humor, you move into that vibration of 
finding the funny and, and particularly in our own behaviors, uh, we will not take ourselves so seriously and it leads to a much higher vibration and much greater joy and love. So true, so true. Sheila, Marcus, thank you for the wonderful and beautiful recipes for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in two weeks, Wednesday morning, September 21st at 10 a.m. Central Time U.S. My guest will be Lindsay Fontelroy. Lindsay is a licensed acupuncturist and founder of The Seed, Spirit Seed. She teaches personal and professional development courses rooted in ancestral understandings of health, humanity, nature, and the cosmos. Lindsay was drawn to the healing art after her fertility journey introduced her to the interconnectedness of body, mind, and spirit. Lindsay and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her latest book, In Our Element, Soul Medicine to Unleash Your Personal Power. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. Sheila Marcus, it's been a true pleasure having you guys with me. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. It's great meeting you and thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Johnny. It's been a real pleasure. It's been great to meet you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye for now. 